Ladies and gentlemen, today we have a very special update for you on Skywatch TV's charitable ministry, Whispering Ponies Ranch, where lost and hurting children come to the theater of the outdoors and experience God's love, hope, rehabilitation, and introduction to His Son, Jesus Christ. In the wake of the 2023 camping season, the founders of Whispering Ponies Ranch join us right now to talk about some of the miraculous healing that took place there this year in the lives of precious little ones. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Skywatch TV. I'm Joe Artis Horn. Today, we are going to do what is always one of our favorite times of the year here at Skywatch Television. We're going to unpack our summer camp in review and talk about some of the amazing things that God has done in the lives of some of these precious little children that come through Whispering Ponies Ranch which is our charitable ministry. But before we dive into today's discussion, let me introduce who's here. He's a multi-time critically acclaimed best-selling author and CEO of Skywatch Television, co-founder of Whispering Ponies Ranch, Dr. Thomas Horn. Her ministerial career has spanned for more than 45 years. She's the visionary and founder of Whispering Ponies Ranch, Nita Horn. She's a specialist in animal behavior and the director of the Whispering Ponies Ranch Animal Encounter Program, Kate Horn. She's the host of the popular Christian television program for women, The Simply His Coffee Shop. Please welcome my beautiful wife, Catherine Horn. She's a junior support staff at Whispering Ponies Ranch and vital to the recreation programs, Juanita Horn. We always have a blend of fun and difficulty mm -hmm. when we reflect on some of what happens at the camp because it is the most extreme highs and lows emotionally. This year, we've still got a couple of camps yet to go, so we're not completely finished with our camping season. But we've got much of what we're going to do in 2023 in the rearview mirror, but we still know that with a couple of camps left, God's not done yet right. yeah. in the lives of those that are still destined for right. the Whispering Ponies Ranch, at large because of viewers like you yeah. that support the vision and help us financially so that we can do what we do and serve the kids that we serve at Whispering Ponies Ranch. Tom, we always start this way because we always have new viewers sure. that aren't familiar. What is this Whispering Ponies Ranch? Who are these animal people? Why am I watching a Christian TV program? Suddenly they're focused on a horse ranch. What is this? <laughs> For those just joining us, what is Whispering Ponies Ranch? Tell us just a little bit about what it is and its mission to serve these children. Yeah, well, Whispering Ponies Ranch, as you said, it is our charity. And really, Whispering Ponies Ranch is kind of the heart around which almost everything else we do functions in order to make that place available for children that are at risk or 
abused, some of them rescued mm-hmm. out of sex trafficking, right. where they can come, like you said, to spend a week with God in the wilderness and, and special counselors, food service is just crazy under your beautiful wife, as you say. There's nothing else like it in the world. Now, how this happened, for those that are watching for the first time, was that years ago, we were rebuilding Camp Davidson for the Oregon District Assemblies of God. Mm -hmm. The whole family was there. We said, we'll give you one year. We wound up there seven years (laughs) of rebuilding it. But during that time, I was exposed to the Royal Family Kids Camps. I didn't in particular know what those camps were. But I noticed the kids when they're bringing them in because some of them look like they're literally terrified. Some of them don't want to get off the bus. They're ready to throw up. They're so scared they don't even know what's happening. They won't eat. And some of them who do eat, they're also hiding food Mm -hmm. in their pockets because they don't know after they leave if they're going to get to eat again. So these are precious kids. They would come in. They're on the bus. Some of them look like they're going to be a danger to themselves and everybody else if somebody doesn't interdict, if somebody doesn't stand in the way and help them to regain their confidence. And then by the end of the week, miracles had occurred. And these kids, they're they're making friendships, they're getting each other's address, they're writing letters to each other, they're becoming normal following horrific abuse, beat with bicycle chains, locked in animal cages, some of them worse, like our documentary that's going to be coming out season number one later this year called Rescue Us. And one of the women that we interviewed, Samantha Orr, and she runs a camp now for us, but at one time she was the worst case of child abuse in Missouri history. And so that's the background for these children And I'm so thankful to God that the state allows these kids to come to a place like Whispering Ponies uh, Ranch in order there to receive uh, ministry. Jim Caviezel, his brand new film just came out called uh, Sound of Freedom. Right. And by the way, it's breaking box office. It's doing better than the Indiana Jones 74 <laughs> or whatever number this is. <laughs> but it depicts how this guy dedicated his life to saving children from human uh, trafficking. Um, our film's going to be coming out on it. You saw this report recently. Whistleblowers are saying the United States government has become like the, 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 the middleman middle for the largest sex trafficking trade in the world coming across our open borders. So it's a problem that has only gotten worse. It's yeah. completely out of hand. And Whispering Ponies Ranch is dedicated. We've created a model that other people could recreate in other communities yep. across the nation. We'd be happy to explain to them right. how to do that. If they have the money, they can raise the money, or they have the land, Nita and I would be more than happy to explain to them what we did. But we've created the model so that these kids have a place to come at no cost whatsoever, not to them, not to their counselors, not to the churches that help with organizing it. (laughs) We make it available all at no cost, expert food service, all this recreation, zip lines and climbing walls. And this year, of course, the train. So we got this beautiful train. Disney paid like a quarter of a million dollars for it. So it's like a Cadillac. We're train, adding right? the roads right and, now that this uh, is going to work. Yeah. On. And we, of course, you know, we're adding the horns, the old fashioned horn to it, building the roads. And this will take the kids back and forth to the pond and other places on the property. So it's practical mm-hmm. in the sense that we have to be able to move these kids across yeah. 300 acres. Right. So very excited about it. Of course, we bought it for less than half of what Disney paid for it. And it's only got 
got 400 miles I know. on it. <laughs> so it's basically it's brand new. So that was a new amenity. We're trying to add stuff every year. You know, you're moving very fast. I mean, mm -hmm. this is a lot for a new viewer to take in. He said something about a rock wall and a yeah. zip line and an indoor swimming pool and da, 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 the food service. Uh, but well, let's slow down for just a sec and give give the viewers just a taste. Nita. And I know I say this every year, but I think we've just about completed one of the most incredible years to date in terms of seeing what God continues to do in the lives of the children that we get the privilege to serve at Whispering Ponies Ranch. What was your experience this year? Any moments or memories that stood out? Yes, you know, like you said, it, there was a lot of information that was thrown out just now. Uh, so what Whispering Ponies staff get to help with is the rock wall and the zip line and all of those kinds of recreations. And then the groups bring in their own mm -hmm. distinctive, uh, unique things that they do with the kids while they are there. Some of them is like a, a happy birthday party. They celebrate mm -hmm. the birthday for all of the kids. There's a lot that could be said there. They also have a talent show or a variety night mm -hmm. so that kids can express whatever kind of talent that they may be trying to find. Mm -hmm. And that also is a conversation just all by itself. Oh. Mm -hmm. But I want to target and think about, you asked me about my experience this year. Okay, this is going to be really hard for me because this, I, it took it me by surprise. Is. I know. I know. There's always a new surprise. <laughs> it never gets old. But I will tell you, I don't normally attend. They have uh, tea parties for the girls. Mm -hmm. And then they'll do some kind of like a Pinewood Derby race or a tailgate backyard. Mm -hmm. yeah, tailgate barbecue. party. Mm -hmm. So this year, they, they keep inviting me to come. And so this year, I thought, okay, I'll go to the tea party just to see what they do there, you know. <laughs> kind of curious more, more than anything. And, I mean, the tables are decked out. Everything's beautiful. Mm -hmm. They have this gorgeous little balloon archway. But as I'm being seated... There are no little girls. I'm thinking, okay, this is a tea party. Where are the girls? Well, then, <laughs> all of a sudden, here comes the camp, the designated camp grandpa. And the reason that they do that is some of these kids don't have a grandpa. Yeah. yeah. So they designate a camp grandma and grandpa so that these kids can interact with a mature adult uh, man and woman that can tell them, you know, stories about the good old days or whatever the opportunities come. Anyway, camp grandpa got to be the escort from the golden arch that they had in the colorful arch. It wasn't <laughs> gold, it was color. But these little girls began to emerge. Now, this is where it gets hard, folks. <laughs> these little girls began uh, to emerge from behind this door, you know, in the hallway or whatever. And as they came up under the archway, Grandpa would take their arm, yeah. and then the MC would begin to read a short bio. Mm -hmm. Now, I did not know because uh, what they do, but... As they're reading, I'm going to read a couple. I don't have time to read them all, but I want to give you an idea of what I experienced. And you have to also understand that these little girls are wearing these beautiful little formals yes. yeah. that have been you know, donated, or some yeah. of these people that are attending, these counselors have gone out and bought them. Mm -hmm. and they, them have, they have a fitting and everything yes, they so do. that they get to be to the nines. I mean, they get their nails done, yep. their hair done, they get to pick out yeah. their dress. Yep. So just to add they to that, down to the that heels. whole morning yep. just to get ready, just yep. to do their hair yep. and their nails. Makeup. Shoes and everything, yeah. right. So these girls are, you know, queen for a day mm -hmm. from the top to the bottom. And so the cool thing about this, uh, this particular tea party, which I want to 
ask the audience, if you're watching out there or whatever, to keep in mind something that you can do to really help. These ladies that uh, are putting on all this tea party stuff, they actually are scrambling to get formals for these girls. But when they, these girls get to pick their own formal, they have an alterations person that mm -hmm. is right there. And she yep. takes all week long spins altering these dresses to fit yep. these girls, and mm -hmm. they get to take them home. Yep. And I know Nita Lee is a total prom <laughs> dress queen. She loves yes. it. You take her to a store, you're going to be there for a while. <laughs> but having said that, uh, it's so wonderful when I found out that these girls really actually get it's a form fitted for their specific mm -hmm. body style and they take it home. So Darla is eight years old. Her favorite thing about her dress is everything. <laughs> her favorite colors are pink, purple, and gold. Her hobbies are swimming and doing tricks in the pool. When Darla grows up, she would like to be a kitten seller. So, I mean, oh, isn't that adorable? She wants to sell cats when she gets bigger. Oh. Okay, next is uh, Tammy, and she is age 12. Her favorite thing about her dress is the length. Her favorite color is magenta. Her hobbies are drawing, building Legos, or with magnetic blocks. And when she grows up, she wants to be a veterinarian for farm animals and dogs. I'm going to ask her someday when she gets her license to come back and check mm -hmm. it out. Yeah, there you go. But I'm just saying, let me read you one more. So Jenny is 10 years old. Her favorite thing about her dress is that it has a bustle. Her favorite color is pink. She loves to cook, and when she grows up, she plans to be a police officer. And I know you girls know who I'm talking about. This little gal was the smallest one there, but I'm telling you, she she's a pack of dynamite. Fierce. <laughs> she knows who she is and is unstoppable. Yes. And partly because she is coming back every year and getting that reaffirmation that yeah. she counts. Mm -hmm. Yes. She matters. A little Wanda, age 10 years old, her favorite thing about her dress is that she gets to match her sister. Mm -hmm. Some of these kids, the only time they get to see their sister is when they come to camp again. Yep. So when she got to match her sister, that one, boy, I know the sister <laughs> thing. And so her favorite color is blue. She loves camping and hopes to be a paleontologist when she grows up. Now, all of these are valid careers. I mean, I could read the list goes on. One of them wants to be a firefighter. We have a girl who wants to be famous. There's one that wants to be a traveling nurse and help people. Yeah. There, there's one that wants to be a photographer. There's an up-and-coming gymnast. There's an up-and-coming kindergarten teacher. Do you not love that one? Mm -hmm. There's an up-and-coming airplane pilot. <laughs> I went, oh, my gosh, really? And you know what? I heard each time one of those little girls would walk through that arch. I heard that old song, I Am a Promise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm, I'm a, a Possibility. possibility. I'm a promise with a capital P. I matter. Yeah. yeah. There, there's validity to their life. And so these girls, they have aspirations and dreams to pursue these dreams. But what I love about it is they leave with this moment that they get to dream a dream. That's right. Yeah. They also, in the midst of the turmoil and the things that, they, that are challenging for them, the dysfunction that they suffer and that they go through, things unheard of, things that... Yeah. Like he's mentioned Samantha or a man. When I heard her testimony, it just oh, my gut was just, I lost it. But having said that, she only represents one of many. But having said that, this was the thing that I think most likely stood out to me, is knowing that we get to play, play a part in that moment for these little girls. And that was my, yeah, and, little, and that's my 
And and I I have a question. I want to jump in. We did hear with the they they do everything they can to try to find these formal dresses. So they're going at you know Goodwill or whatever anywhere they can Just find anywhere. these formal dresses. Yeah. But they always have a hard time getting them and can't afford to buy them brand new. Right? Is there a way that our audience, if yes. people if they have dresses like in their closets yes. or whatever left over yes, from when they were you. a kid? That was what I was going to ask the audience. Is if if you have things in your closet that's just taking up space and and you don't know what to do with it and it's sentimental and you just can't really throw it away because you paid a lot of money or whatever your reasoning is it if it's something that you are finished with and you do not need it anymore um you could send that to our warehouse and we will put that in a room for these little girls mm-hmm. to pick from and i can't show you pictures and stuff but i'm telling you it is a highlight for these little girls to get to wear these dresses and deck out for a yeah. day so, ladies and gentlemen, there's an address on your screen now if you have something that fits the description that needed just disclosed and shared with you about the need for formal dresses and more. Mm-hmm. You can send them to that address there, and like she said, we'll make sure we warehouse them and make sure that the groups get those. It doesn't matter what size either because the alterations takes care of that just in case you gotcha. need to know. It doesn't matter what size the alterations will take care of it. I want to very quickly share something that I witnessed this year at summer camp, and it's just because we have people that wonder sometimes why all the amenities, mm-hmm. you know, you call it a camp. Why not just build a fire and sleep in a tent? Like <laughs> what is the purpose behind a zip line and an indoor swimming pool and a rock wall? And why do you provide all these amenities? And I will just say very generically, cause we do not have a three hour window of time right. to, to do this proper, but each one of those is a teachable moment for the child that is in need. Yes. And I give you one example. Because of the kind of controllers that we have over the program, the way that it is architected in the first place, it's not a roller coaster. You don't have your ticket stubbed and then you line up and bing, 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 bing. Right. It's not a hamster wheel. Right. Yeah. Each child gets a moment mm-hmm. to right. be praised as they climb up the rock wall. Yeah. Look at little Billy. He made it all the way. There's a he bell up the bell. there. Smack the bell. Bing. Right. Go, Billy. And he, all and of his peers. Are tr- you can't take for granted how amazing and miraculous those mm-hmm. unforgettable moments for these kids are when maybe their backgrounds are that they've been told they have no value. They'll never accomplish anything. Yep. You're worthless. You Get out of it. my sight. Yeah. The zip line. We had a little girl this year named Maggie. She comes to the zip line. She's one of these that Tom describes. She's a little unsure about what all this is, this new place with new people and yep. difficulties with trust. And this is just bizarre. I've never seen so many kids amassed in the great outdoors. What is this place? And there's a goofy, bald guy up <laughs> the cable and this apparatus he wants to attach to me. And she had a little tiny spark of difficulty going down the zip line. Very little coaching got her through the look on her face coming back with all of her peers doing like this, Maggie! Yeah. Well, now she gets time to go a second time. And, and what was fear and trepidation the first time as she held onto the ropes and listened to my instructions became the second ride. Her hands are going like this. And, you, know, she's going, you know, she's going bananas. So she's trusting fun. the equipment. She's leaning way back. She's flying like a bird. Well, she comes back, and who was it, Juanita, that, that called her uh, Mega Zip Maggie. Well, I think you came up with the Mega Zip Maggie. Okay. We do a lot of nicknaming at the camp. <laughs> Here's Turbo Timmy. Or, yeah. you know, uh, Super Sammy. Yeah, Super Sammy or whatever. My book, Everyday Champions, I got a formation like that as a kid, and it really went a long way. So here's Mega Zip Maggie. Well, the same thing happens the next day at the rock wall. She goes all the way to the top, and then Juanita says, 
Well, now she's mega rock wall Maggie. And that's not as catchy. <laughs> so now we're in this dilemma. How do we... And you should have seen Maggie. She was so excited about these nicknames. She literally, when she came to the rock wall the next day, she's pulling on her counselor's T-shirt. And he leans over and she says, hey, the guy up there that, that's running the ropes, t t tell, him, tell him to, to tell everybody what my name is. <laughs> so he comes over and he tells me, oh, that's right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mega Zip Maggie is here. <laughs> but now we're at a dilemma because Mega Rock Wall, Mega Climbers, it's, just, it's clumsy. It's... Then Juanita says, you know, she's so good at everything. Let's just call her Mega Maggie. <laughs> I cannot tell you the rest of the week. She really expected that. You know, Everywhere. She, yeah, she's looking at me for that announcement, right? Mega Zip Maggie's here. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you. You're she, welcome. Yeah, I have yeah. arrived. It's so I don't want to dominate the show, it's but so you guys good. get it. And Katie, you see the it's same so thing good. with the horses, the animal encounter. Mm -hmm. You see the same type of development where kids come in, they're shut down, they're unwilling to speak, they don't know who to trust, but the animals play such a therapeutic mm -hmm. role in getting them to loosen up, trust their counselors, start dialogues. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So one interesting thing that's been happening this year is um, there's been a high difference in the animal's behavior that I've noticed. Um, for example, I have one alpaca, and she's our oldest one. We call her our grandma alpaca. We have all these kids that we're letting hand feed these alpacas, which is a different experience compared to our horses, which is also a very important thing in itself. While we were doing our animal encounters, uh, there was a little girl this year that had walked up to this sweet little cow, and um, he hadn't really been coming up to anybody but when this little girl did, he kind of walked up and, you know, maybe gave her a little kiss on the hand and she was able to scratch mm -hmm. him. And so I just thought that was really interesting that our animals have even been acting different this year. Again, it's really difficult unless you see this experience up mm -hmm. close to quantify how miraculous some of these encounters for kids really are. Because the animals aren't just about scratching and petting the animals. It's about opening dialogue with their counselors. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about that before. A lot of children who are inherently distrustful know that animals, instinctively know that animals do not yield a private agenda. Right. So when they come in, maybe they're not talking to their counselors on day one or two, but you start involving the animal therapeutic program and they will start asking their counselors mm -hmm. question about yeah. this animal that they know inherently has no agenda to try to misuse or abuse them and now the communication is open. It's what what God does at these camps, you cannot squeeze into a 30-minute episode. Absolutely. But Catherine, very briefly for yeah. our viewers, a lot of these children show up, um, they're distrusting of food. Mm -hmm. All they've ever known is rotten food or yep. not enough. Yep. Or maybe they've been sick because of what is in the fridge. Mom left in there and, and yep. they're not updating groceries or dating things. or yep. And so they'll only eat sealed Yep, prepackaged you know, pre foods. Prepackaged foods. It's, it's all they trust or it's all they know. These extravagant dishes that you guys put so much culinary expertise into. <laughs> you know, custom carved pineapples and strawberries and, and yep. little, little dishes with herbs on top. Like, they don't know what to make of it. So if it's not pizza, mm -hmm. they're not sure about it. But tell me why you go the extra mile. See, Catherine actually did food service again this year. Yes, I did. And we had several camps coming through saying, what did you do to the food this year? And I said... <laughs> We, we put her back in the kitchen, basically. <laughs> Food service is such an important part of the ministry in just a minute or so. So we try to create basically 
an experience for them because like you said, some of them don't have enough food or the only food that they really get is at school. So they're part of that's the only meal that they get for the week is the breakfast and the lunch program at school. And then if that school also has a backpack program, that's the food that they eat at home on the weekend. So we try to make it this huge experience of any kind of food that they want and they get to choose. And we have an amazing salad bar. I mean, like most restaurants don't have as good of a salad bar as we put on. That's right. Maybe the kids don't like the salad bar, but they can see it, and there's all kinds beautiful. of colors, and it's right. beautiful to look at. And we always, always, always have a huge fruit tray, and we try to change it up. You know, breakfast is more your your melons or like your cantaloupe and honeydew and strawberries and things like that. And then at dinner time, it's more the watermelons and, you know, some other things. So we try to switch it up to on the presentation of how it looks. Yeah. So we try to do that and give them everything that they could possibly right. want in food. And, and you know, so the children that come to Whispering Ponies Ranch, there's something out all the time. Yes. At any time, day mm-hmm. or night, there's always this bank of stuff in between mm-hmm. actual meals where they, they can go. They get snack, like yeah. two to three snacks a day because they, in between meals. So, I mean, these kids are fed and we actually had... One of the groups tell us that they had about three children that had come and they were so excited about the food because they hadn't eaten in two days. And part of the only reason they came to camp was because they told them there would be food there. Wow. So it's been a heartbreaking year in so many ways, but it's been it's been very cool as well. Yeah. And you're doing a fabulous job. Honestly, I have great staff. (laughs) (laughs) That helps. You're all doing a great job. Absolutely. Well, I also know working with camps that there are ups and downs. And one of the hardest downs for me is Friday. I know. Mm -hmm. Because Friday is the day since they leave usually right after lunch. They're using most of their day to pack up Mm -hmm. and to put their stuff on the bus. And it's just like I cry every Friday because some of these kids don't want to go home. There was one little girl crying like throwing a huge, huge fit, just screaming, like, horribly behind a she trash can because she yeah. doesn't want to leave. Yeah, These kids she was don't hiding behind leave. a trash can and just throwing an absolute yeah. fit. She was just Because sobbing. she's going back home. Yeah, these she's kids. She's got to leave the Whispering Ponies Ranch. These kids don't want to leave because this is their happy place. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is their place where they feel like they can actually feel like someone. Right. Yes. Well, Samantha Orr said that, Tom. She said that... You have no idea coming up through the Royal Family Kids program. She said those kids literally from the Friday to the following year on Monday, they wait all yep. year long, counting down. Like some of us did as kids with Christmas. This is infinitely more <laughs> impactful for them. But Tom, with just a minute on the clock, uh, we can never, ever, ever cram all of the stories, all of the things, all the layers into these short episodes but we do appreciate our donors. We appreciate our sponsors and the people praying for this ministry. Oh, my word, do we need prayer. Some yeah. of the difficulties this year underwriting the yes. camps, our viewers really helped us. They came through. If they yes. want to continue to support what we're doing to serve these kids at Whispering Ponies Ranch, how would they do that? Yeah, so we do really appreciate it. And by the way, we this year we started the Send a Kid to Camp yes. program. And that was probably our most successful despite where we're at with Bidenomics and all that kind of thing going on right now. And so 
since we don't have time for me to go through what all of our expenses are in, ter in terms of food, everything has yeah. doubled. And some of them have tripled, tripled. in terms of the costs, which has made it increasingly difficult for us to make the camp available at no cost, which we're still committed to doing. And the way that our viewers can help us to continue this vital ministry for these children, they can send a kid to camp. Now that's over for this year, but it would apply to next year if you want to make that donation. You can sponsor a pony. You can join the VIP group, or you can just send general support. And the best way to do that is to go to skywatchtv.com. Up in the right corner, click on donations. And then when you get in donations, click on it. It'll take you into our store where all these options are there. And you right. can read about the different ways in which you can help the yeah. WPR to continue mm -hmm. moving forward. Amen. We have several supporters and staff members in the audience today who, who watched what has happened so far have you guys not seen God move in, mm -hmm. in, in an incredible way in the life of these kids? It is palpable, it is meaningful, it is impacting, and it is changing the lives of these children mm -hmm. who are otherwise set upon a path to oh. end up in uh, all kinds of yeah. disastrous situations, including prison or yeah. children out of wedlock who will then end up in the foster care statistic. It's just, yeah. we, are, we are standing in the gap because in part you are helping us do yes. that. Unfortunately, we're all out of time, ladies and gentlemen. We really hope you enjoyed the update at what's going on at Whispering Ponies Ranch this year. For everybody in studio, everybody on panel, thank you for mm -hmm. being here. I'm Joe Artis Horn. Keep your eyes on the prize, which is Jesus Christ. We'll be back. <laughs> <laughs>